Hey y'all, I am excited for today's episode because I have been really thinking about this a lot recently as an entrepreneur, especially as somebody who has been really spending the last year learning the ropes of entrepreneurship as well as you know, really stepping into mostly full-time entrepreneurship, I have just noticed so many different things in regards to the topic that I'm going to be speaking on today, which is abundance, scarcity, and debunking money mindset. And what the fuck does that even mean? So, as entrepreneurs... When you're first stepping into entrepreneurship, for some of us, we experience this feeling where we're like, I need to get out of my job immediately. I hate this. It's so draining. Like, I know that I'm not living my dharma. And so sometimes we take that leap into full-time entrepreneurship. Other times we stay in our jobs. And we think that entrepreneurship might be the medicine or anecdote to all of our problems. And that if we leave our job and start our business, that we're going to be so much happier and everything is going to be butterflies and rainbows and perfect. And while business is the most rewarding thing in the world, I personally think, because you get to share your dharma with other people, you get to show up in the world with that taking the lead, you know, and pouring what you're passionate about into the world, being of service through that. That is so rewarding. I don't think there's, at least for me, anything better in the world than being able to do that. On the other side of things, entrepreneurship is challenging because you are the one that's in like control like you're the ceo you're the boss like you are in control of your financials you're in control of all of the other different skills that you need to learn to be an entrepreneur and so while it's the most rewarding thing in the world i think that it also brings up a lot of challenges that really encourage you to lean into your growth edges like entrepreneurship is about innovation it's about seeing a problem and knowing like when to pivot, when to make a change. It's also a practice of like not taking things personally. So maybe you put something out and nobody comes. Instead of getting in your head and and getting super upset about it, like you really have to be understanding of this is what worked for me and this is what I need to change for next time because the more that we allow ourselves to get caught up in all of our emotions in regards to our entrepreneurial journey, it keeps us stuck from actually making the progress with that being said you have to give your emotions the like space that they deserve and like they need to be felt and processed and healed but that is why like mindset is so important as an entrepreneur that's why your mental health is so important and also like your embodiment you know and so I've really been feeling into this a lot, especially because there's a narrative in the coaching industry that's like, you have to quit your job in order to be a successful entrepreneur, or that, you know, if you're not investing a bunch of money, you're in scarcity mindset, or that, you know, we hear a lot of rags to riches stories, which is like, I made six figures in three months or something like that. And, 
you know, it's all cool, but the thing is, is that, you know, we're humans, and I was just listening to a podcast today from, her name is Julia Wells, and she's talking, like, it takes, like, three years to, for a lot of people to actually build, like, a successful, consistent business, and I feel that that's not spoken about enough in the coaching world, and, like, you know, that if you're not thinking of it in that if you're not thinking of like the fact that you can be successful overnight that you have a scarcity mindset and it just isn't like doesn't even make sense honestly and I have definitely like fell to a lot of this messaging and I think so many of us have and it is completely misaligned and honestly I think it puts a lot of people's nervous systems into shock like it put me into kind of a weird spiral because I was just like outputting so much in my business during the first year and I was thinking that you know there was something wrong with me because I wasn't seeing that like perfect consistent financial abundance and I was seeing financial abundance that was beyond like what I've ever made before but I it wasn't perfect and so I was so hard on myself because I thought that like I was doing something wrong but the reality was is that nobody ever like came to me like my mentor didn't come to me with like a grounded stance like hey it takes some time for your creations to actually mature and you know this is something that you're building and something that takes you know time to be nurtured and to grow and like it's okay if it doesn't happen immediately and you know the messaging that I was receiving was if you do this, you should be able to book, you know, X, Y, Z and make all your money back from your investment and things like that. And while it's true in some circumstances, it's not always for everybody. And so it's really a matter of taking like 100% accountability and responsibility for the decisions that you're making and also holding your vision really, really high. You know, like actually holding the vision that like your success isn't is inevitable no matter what. And like if you have like a quote unquote failure, if something doesn't work out on your exact timeline, that doesn't mean that it's not meant for you. And I think that so many of us get stuck in this like perfectionist loop, you know, and so that really brings me to some things that I have learned on my entrepreneurial journey and that also like are tied into my spiritual practice of yoga. And that is the niyama of Santosha, which is contentment, being content with your life in this moment, being grateful for what you have, being knowing that like where you are and your timeline is absolutely perfect and that you don't need to push to be anybody else in this moment and like really allowing yourself to celebrate the wins that you have. I also really admire the practice of non-attachment, aparigraha, which is like, you know, I'm going to put my all into this. I'm going to put my heart into this. And if it doesn't work out, that doesn't mean anything about me or my capabilities. It just is an opportunity for me to learn and for me to grow. And so I find that entrepreneurship is a lot of you know, putting your heart into things, pouring your heart, pouring your soul into things and really showing up and giving it the best that you can and not being attached to the outcome. Because the more that you're attached to the outcome, the less 
enjoyable entrepreneurship honestly is because I wish someone would have told me this sooner but entrepreneurship is not like the thing to do if you're expecting like extreme consistency in general because as I said entrepreneurship is a lot about pivoting it's a lot about problem solving it's a lot about taking risks and that's okay and you can also do that while having like a side income like a day job or my friend calls them bridge jobs like bridge jobs to fully living our dharma and you'll be able to tell like when in your business is a good time to leave your job and I think so many of us are like I want to leave my job you know, I want to do this now. And it's like, that is really awesome. I hear you. I feel you. And what is coming? Like, where is that energy coming from? Because when we are moving from that place, that is scarcity mindset coming up. That is like, I really think of like the feeling of feeling like tense. Like I don't have enough. I'm not enough in this moment. I need to be over there. I need to be over there. And I keep listening to other podcasts and things and people are talking about how like when they hit a million dollars, they still feel the same way. Like it do- that feeling doesn't go away. And I'm like, well, damn, okay. So basically the teaching is, is that Practicing contentment and gratitude for where you're at in this moment is the thing that'll set you free. It's not the money. It's not like your external circumstances. It's not how many clients you have. It's not any of those things. It's actually learning how to practice contentment in this moment and the feeling of I am enough. I have enough. I'm grateful for what I have and like feeling into the abundance that surrounds your life. Like if you have a car to drive, if you have food in your stomach, if you have a roof over your head with air conditioning, you've got friends and family that love you. Lord, are you blessed? You are freaking blessed. Each breath that we take is an absolute miracle. You know, the fact that you are alive in this moment is a miracle and like really relishing in the fa- in those facts, you know, and in in the beauty of your body and your mind and your spirit, like that's what's going to set you free. There isn't anything else outside of yourself that will. And the longer that you fixate on that, the longer you're going to be stuck. And, you know, yes, there's a lot that plays into this, right? Like some of us have different access and privilege in regards to financial resources. And yes, having financial resources does help to calm the nervous system. And so with that being said, like really being mindful of where you're at and either like what can you do to help nurture yourself and help care for your nervous system and if you are in a position of privilege how can you give back to your community you know and so in regards to like abundance mindset and like scarcity mindset I feel that you know there's a lot to unpack here and you can't necessarily like you can energetically align to what you want to create and I think that that's very valid and true and definitely is an important facet of this but at the same time you can't control everything you know and so while I believe our external reality is a reflection of like our internal world to a certain degree Life also keeps lifing. We're humans, you know, we're humans just trying to figure things out. And so taking away the shame and the blame and the in in the self-deprecation and like lack of forgiveness for yourself for making mistakes and for learning and trying and maybe taking a little extra time to figure something out, like 
I just do not think that that is conducive for anybody at all. I know it's not. And, you know, when we hear abundance mindset, I think it's more about gratitude and about what I'm talking about now, which is contentment and things like that. It's not necessarily about how much is in your bank account, because as I said, it don't matter what's in your bank account. You're going to feel the same. You are going to feel the same no matter what, you know? And with that being said, like having an abundance mindset doesn't mean to not be like mindless with money. It doesn't mean to spend all the money you make on a fancy like purse or something. You know, financial literacy is also a thing that's important, (laughs) you know. And so I think that these terms can be used to almost like gaslight people and try to like force them to, maybe not force, but maybe convince someone to blow their money or convince people that they're thinking something wrong because their business isn't working immediately. And it's like, y'all, we we gotta stop. Like, that is just so, like, bizarre at this point. I'm like, seriously? But on the flip side, scarcity mindset shows up in so many ways, including, like, not wanting to spend money on yourself by investing in yourself if the investment is like within your means or if it might be like a little stretchy for you you know that can come up in that way or like scarcity mindset could look like not not spending time with people that you love because you feel so busy with work and school I definitely have done this and you know I realized that that carried forth no matter what my schedule was and it was a matter of feeling like tense and anxious and like stuck and it wasn't anything about the amount of time I had or the money that I had and it was more so of a lack of an ability to really step outside of yourself and be like you know what I am not prioritizing the things that I actually want and need to do. You know, so many times we say like, oh, I don't have money to go to therapy, but you're spending like $100 at the bar. That's not, (laughs) that's scarcity mindset in, in my opinion. Scarcity mindset is not for somebody who is, you know, oppressed somebody who might not have the same kind of privilege and doesn't have access to therapy that is not scarcity mindset that is like a systemic issue that is bigger than like what an individual can can unpack for themselves but I do believe that that's why it's important for all of us to really like work together towards creating a better world you know and and being mindful of like You know, when we're saying these topics and philosophies such as manifestation and abundance and money mindset and stuff like that, like, yes, you can break, like, generational curses through, like, your way of being. And some people may have experienced hardships that you haven't. And so it's really important to understand the complexities of things while not allowing it to hold you back like not allowing yourself to stay stuck in like a victim mentality and I'm speaking on the victim mentality from my grief journey like it's so easy for me to have fallen in the loop of like you know 23 years old I don't have parents 
you know, everyone else gets help from their parents for XYZ or, you know, whatever. And yes, that was a very, very challenging experience for me. And now looking back, I'm realizing like, damn, like there was a lot of moments where I showed up disempowered when, you know, I'm perpetually, like we perpetuate these stories and they don't need to have as much power on us as we're giving them. Is that scarcity mindset? Maybe, kind of. Is it also the fact that we're going through something really hard and we have to take the time to process it? Yes. And so I think that nothing is black and white, right? Like I feel like so many times we see things in like these black and white blanket statements and as humans, we are so freaking complex. Like we are so complex and unique and each of us processes things differently and moves through things differently and I think it's really important to like be mindful of that and so to be mindful of like for example stress can be hard on your body that's a fact but if you are sick or if you aren't feeling good stress is kind of a natural response because you're you're like uh what's going on you know you have to take a second to process that so i think that we can't force ourselves to immediately like make these shifts in our mindset or like in our way of being but i really think that the transformation and the magic happens and how fast we can like redirect ourselves back to our truth right so as i said you know contentment and Asteya, also Asteya is a, one of the yamas in yogic philosophy. That is like, I have enough as I am in this moment. Like I am energetically abundant. And so tuning back to that practice of contentment, abundance, and honestly empowerment in our situations, like knowing like I am capable of making changes, like I am capable of set, like setting my worth too, you know, and not settling for less than I deserve, right? And so how fast can we redirect ourselves back to that? I think really shows a lot about our emotional growth and inviting in the energy of being a curious observer. So like your meditation practice, which is, you know, allowing yourself to redirect your thoughts or redirect your mind back to the awareness of your breath, your inhale and exhale. And so if you think about it, when you first start meditating, your brain is probably like going a million miles a minute because that's just like the vibe of our human brain sometimes. And redirecting your awareness back to your breath, back to your breath, back to your breath, back to your breath, back to your breath. The more that you meditate, it gets easier and easier. And it's the same thing with these kinds of concepts as well, like tuning into abundance and gratitude and things like that. And so I think that the money mindset thing and the scarcity and the abundance are all valid. And I think that we really need to honor the complexities of what it means to be a human being in that. And so this is literally all of life is a spiritual practice, all of it. And that will reflect in your business especially that will reflect in the relationships that you have it reflects in everything and so all of this is a practice of redirecting yourself back to your higher self your truth your soul like that that pure like being that's within you that is beyond the challenges that we're faced in this lifetime in our physical body because it's like our physical bodies are like are dense like life can be dense and I feel like the way to find alleviation 
from that density and from that pressure is in connecting with our spirit and our spiritual practices, at least for me personally. (laughs) And so, yeah, that's also another way that kind of like the somatic healing ties into all of this too, because if you think about it, if we were raised in a family that grew up with financial troubles and like we never had enough or that we had a bunch of money and then we lost it, those narratives will carry forth as an adult. And so you will continue to perpetuate those narratives in one way or another. And it might not even be direct until you look back and you're like, oh my God, like I literally sound just like my mom right now, or I'm doing the same patterns as my dad did. And that's also a part of money mindset. But I honestly think money mindset is similar to like other facets of our lives too it's like how you're viewing something is and how you're perceiving it and the energy that you're carrying is what you're going to attract and also like not only on an energetic level but on a physical level like how you feel about yourself is what you're going to show up for like for example like applying for like kind of a shitty job because you don't think that you are going to be able to land a better job so you don't even put yourself out there like that's an example of scarcity mindset where on the flip side like switching to like an abundant mindset is knowing that you know you might land this job like you're capable of landing this job you're capable of doing this thing you're going to get help on your resume you're going to make it amazing you're going to show up and you're going to be dressed in professional clothing you're going to make it happen whether you have to go to the thrift store to do so or find some help from a friend you're going to show up and have your shoulders back head high smile handshake like all that stuff that is all linked to the way that we feel about ourselves how we carry ourselves and the thoughts that we allow into our mind you know and so uh, for different people this can be different to unpack but you know I see it all the time where people are thinking of investing and getting themselves help and they're like I don't have the money I don't have the time and then they take like a really fancy vacation like three weeks later and it's like I think going on vacation is awesome I love it And two, if you know that you've been wanting to get support for your mental health or for your business or for whatever it is and you keep putting it off and you say you don't have the time, it's like that's also in a way mindset stuff coming up where it's like you say you don't have the time, but actually you're just not prioritizing the things that you know that you want to do to better your life. And so like we stay comfortable in different ways. And so like comfortability is I think there is a time and place for comfortability because like at certain points, you know, like you might need to just, you know, go back to your job or something along those lines, like going to do something that's comfortable for your nervous system. I think it's important. And there's other times where spirit is calling you forward to like really take a big step, big, take a big leap. And so a lot of times when we're taking these leaps and taking these big growth steps, all of our mindset stuff comes up. So, you know, like it starts to feel uncomfortable and overwhelming sometimes or imposter syndrome comes up. And so that's why it's so important to cultivate an awareness of like, what are you thinking about your capabilities? What are you thinking like about like what's going to happen when you take a risk? 
are you showing up from a place of empowerment or are you showing up from a victim mentality? And are you taking 100% responsibility for yourself? So easy to place blame on other things like, my job sucks, my relationship sucks, this person is rude or whatever, whatever. And it's like, I believe in every single situation, we need to really take responsibility for ourselves and how we showed up in the situation and that doesn't mean that we control everything or that we were responsible for every single thing but we always have some sort of responsibility in every situation and so I think that that really helps to show up from an empowered place when we're able to take responsibility from a place of humility and also to release shame so like we don't want to shame ourselves in all of this you know like allow this to be a spiritual practice as well and so the money mindset stuff comes up in a lot of ways for entrepreneurs as well where we you know might be undercharging or like spending a lot of time doing free things like trades and sliding scale and all this stuff while we're having trouble paying our own bills and so you know I think a lot of people are concerned about accessibility which is incredibly important to be mindful of especially if you're somebody who's coming from a place of privilege and I think that you can find ways to actually make an income that is going to allow you to pay your bills while still remaining accessible. And that's through, you know, providing free resources through a podcast or a YouTube or your content or drop-in classes. And that doesn't mean that you have to give away all of your time for lower than what you're worth because you want to be accessible. And I think that the money mindset stuff also comes up in people that are judging other healers for charging the rates that they that they charge you know I heard somebody say one time when we were talking about like a private yoga session they were like maybe that's fine if we lived in LA and it's like it doesn't like what someone else charges in their in their business I don't really think is up for like to as long as like that person is coming from a place of integrity and so it's just interesting to me because you know like judging other people is not helpful and I think that we can call people in like if you notice that there's something out of integrity like calling people in rather than calling people out is really important and also knowing that like it's okay to have like higher ticket offers and things that bring you financial abundance in your business, especially when you're like pouring your heart into it and you've had the education to back it up and the time to back it up. Like I feel like healers deserve to get paid well for what they do because we are like literally my coach Melissa Ruiz is like we are the energetic doctors of this planet like literally I don't know where this like broke healer archetype like came from like it's not legit because would you want somebody caring for you that is burnt out and exhausted and drained no as a healer it's important for you to be pouring from a full cup you know and to really be showing up from a grounded 
place that is in integrity and is embodied in like that's how you give the best service for your clients and only you know what's integrity for you to charge like I'm not saying that people should be out here charging like ridiculous amounts for no reason just to like be in their energy that is spiritual bypassing but I also on the flip side think that you know it's important to just be mindful of the judgments we're making upon people and so again all of this is super complex right there's so many complexities in this this is not a black and white thing and I think that you know there's a lot to unpack and I definitely want to do an episode on like just spiritual bypassing in general but money can be very triggering for a lot of people especially because for some reason like yeah there's a lot of people that do really messed up stuff with money and there's also a lot of people that do really good things with money and if the people that are actually doing good in the world and are actually pouring into the world had more of the money in their hands they could continue to pour it back out into the community and to be of service so like healers healers we need you (laughs) to step up to the plate as an entrepreneur and to really show up in your power and to honor your time and honor your energy and all of that stuff because yeah it it it's important it's important for you to show up like we need people that are going to be bettering the world and you know it's an energetic exchange so I I think that's really important to to speak on especially to like I don't know if anybody's been following what's been going on in the coaching industry but a lot of people have been getting like called out and honestly like kind of rightfully so but think that people are starting to kind of come back to a more grounded place and so I want to emphasize like this does not mean to charge somebody a hundred thousand dollars for like an hour of your time because you're like guru Sam over here that's like headier than thou like that is spiritual bypassing and like weird like pedestal energy and that's not it but if you've been practicing in your craft for a while and you know that it's time to like raise your rates or like you've been struggling to pay your bills and you're burnt out and exhausted like that's a different story and so you know there's ways to go about this that are in integrity and only you know truly if you're in integrity with like your values and what's important to you and yeah that's why i love to teach on embodied leadership because as healers as leaders as soulpreneurs as you know people in the in the field like you have to unpack this stuff you have to be able to really look at yourself from a place of humility and knowing like where are my growth edges? Where are the places that I could strengthen? Where are the places that I might have a blind spot, you know? And where are the places that I could show up more wholly and fully for my for my clients and for my friends and, and for my loved ones and, you know, really showing up from an ethical, integral place as you serve, you know, but not letting that hold you back from showing up at all because I see a lot of times where people are like I you know I want to start a business but I'm so scared of 
sounding salesy or, you know, doing things unethically or I don't want to charge people for, for healing. And it's like, I hear you and I think it's really, really good that you're thinking about those things and it's very important. And at the same time, like, it's an energetic exchange. And so, you know, as I said earlier, like, we need people that are actually in integrity, that are actually honoring the sacred practices that they're teaching, that are actually, like, being of service from a place of true compassion and true seva, true, like, really, really wanting to do the work and and share the medicine that's flowing through them. And... You know, I don't think that this this stuff should should hold us back. And I think that the more that we're able to tap into a knowing that like I get to do what I love and I get to make damn good money doing it and I get to serve my community and I get to help people who really need it and I get to give back. Like, oh my god, wouldn't that be like the best? This is such an honor. That is such an honor to be able to freaking do that, you know? And so just really, really being mindful of how we're showing up, how we view ourselves, how we view others, what limiting beliefs might we be holding on to ourselves and might we be holding on to about money and how can we show up to this topic and to this work from a place of grounded integrity rather than spiritual bypassing and, you know, being ungrounded and in our own heads, you know, like how can we see this for the betterment of the community and for how can we pour into ourselves as we pour into others because healers we need you to be showing up with a full cup feeling good eating good living good so that you can serve other people from that place and so i'm gonna leave it at that for today stay tuned for more i have a really exciting announcement coming up for you all very very soon And I will see you next time.